I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. River Plate secured the Argentine Championship last season and has been the most successful club in the country over the past decade. However, how did River Plate rejuvenate itself after being relegated in 2011? And what is it like to be a fan of the club nowadays in Buenos Aires? We spoke with several sources to find out. I'm Sam van Raute and welcome to the 433 Podcast. Remy Lehmann is a journalist and a season ticket holder at River Plate in Buenos Aires. He attends every home game to support the club. I asked him to describe the club for those who have never been to a River Plate game, like myself. River Plate is one of Argentina's and South America's biggest football clubs. Um, I remember the first time I went to the stadium uh, as, a, as a migrant from Holland, uh, just uh, living in Argentina. And you go to this pretty wealthy neighborhood in, 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 Bu- in Buenos Aires in the north of the city. Uh, you walk a few blocks from the main road and then you have this massive stadium right in front of you uh, with about 85, 86,000 people, which uh, is packed every week. And um, the club uh, really has a presence in, in all the city. Um, football is really important in Argentina. Uh, football and politics, I think, are the to- two most important things here. Uh, so people talk about the club all the time, even if they're not fans. What goes on at River Plate or Boca Juniors or the other top five teams of Argentina is something that people talk about uh, all the time. Not on, just the cab driver, but you go and sit down in a bar and you see on the television and they're talking about next match uh, lineup. Uh, you walk in the street and you see people with football jerseys and the closer you come to the River Plate Stadium, even on non-match days, uh, you, the more River Plate jerseys uh, you see. And it has become one of the biggest clubs of Argentina because it's the most successful club in Argentina with the most uh, national titles. They've got 37 uh, national titles. Uh, they are the current uh, champions of uh, of Argentina. And they've also had some uh, South 
American uh, success with a few Copa Libertadores, which is the South American equivalent of the Champions League, yeah. and a world title in 86. Yeah. So a big, very big team. Yeah, yeah. you already mentioned that the neighborhood is a little bit upper class. Of course, the club originated in uh, La Boca and then uh, uh, moved to another place. Um, the club is also known to be a little bit more upper class than uh, rivals Boca Juniors, for example. How do you see this? Is this uh, reflected in the people who visit the club or is it just the neighborhood? What's your opinion on this? I think it's more a bit of a marketing than actual uh, characteristic of the club. Hmm. If you go to the stadium, like me every week, you see people from all classes. Uh, myself, I'm at a season ticket holder. Uh, I'm in the cheapest stand, standing section. And I look around me and I see people that work 70, 80 hours a week uh, to make uh, ends meet. And I see people that uh, drive to the stadium in a fancy car. So you have every, every I think every uh, everybody in Argentina is represented uh, in the stands. But I think both clubs kind of like to show or like to market a different crowd uh, for for yeah for marketing purposes, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and River Plate is has oh, and I think this d- does uh, ring true in, when we talk about like. The, the play, the way the clubs play the football. It's like Arch, uh, River Plate has always been a team of the aesthetics. So it's not just about winning. It's also about showing beautiful football uh, and showing off a little bit. Mm. Uh, and you do see that in the stadium. Like, uh, River Plate is very proud that they have the biggest stadium of Argentina and they're renovating it at the moment. So everything has to not even you don't just have to win the games with you. It has to be like an, uh, a really an entertaining experience and not in like the modern football kind of way entertaining, but really like a good game on the pitch. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I don't think that that River Plate fans are more uh, affluent or more wealthy than, than Boca fans, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So a typical match day experience for you as a River Plate fan. What, what does it look like? What, what does a typical match day for you? Uh, well, one thing you have to take into account is that uh, it takes quite a long time to enter the stadium. So I usually leave home about two and a half hours before kickoff. Uh, I live about uh, um, wow. half an hour, 45 minutes from the stadium. Go by public transport with my River Plate jersey, of course. We're in winter here now, so it has to be a River Plate jacket. <laughs> But uh, more than in Europe, people go to the stadiums with the, with the team shirts. Yeah. So when you go to the same, it's, you see team shirts everywhere. Not so much people dressed in black as, as the ultras in uh, in Europe. <laughs> um, and then when you when I get to a few blocks from the stadium, I meet up with my friends. Uh, we go into a supermarket and buy a, a bottle of wine or a can of beer uh, because you can't have drinks in the in the stadium. And then you have to pass like five security controls. Security in River Blades is very strict. We've had a few incidents uh, in the past with people attacking uh, the Boca, the Boca uh, player uh, bus. Mm. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's very, you can't even, you can't bring anything to the same. If you want to, you have to really smuggle it. <laughs> But then after like five controls, you get to the stadium. And then in my uh, case, it's going up the stands and the up here uh, which makes you get really exhausted get up there <laughs> and I try to be inside the stadium like on my spot which is always the same spot with the same guys uh, 
one hour before the match. Uh, and if you uh, arrive after that to the same, it's hard to get to your place hmm. because the, the, the place is really packed uh, long before a kickoff. Because it's, it's also a meeting place for people who don't see each other the rest of the week. So you chat about not just the line, but how life <laughs> is, is going. It's really like a, a second living room for, for a lot of people. Yeah. And of course, when, when the kickoff nears, uh, people start uh, chanting, uh, singing. Uh, which, compared to to most European uh, clubs, it's a madhouse. It's really nice um, to to really feel that atmosphere, and and it's one of the reasons I also like going to stadiums here because it's not just about what's happening on the pitch; it's also what's happening in the in the stands. This is a very divided country. People, uh, there's a lot of political fighting in this in this country, usually just with words, uh, luckily. Mm. But in the same, you feel like we're all one. And that's that's really nice to, to have that experience. I also spoke with Andres, one of the hosts of The River Pod, an English podcast about River Plate. Here's Andres of The River Pod, discussing the typical playing style of River Plate. Three words, gustar, ganar and golear, which means to, um, to score goals, to entertain while you do it, and uh, to win to win games. So uh, that's more like the club philosophy. Uh, everything about River Plate and its playing style is anchored in a philosophy. And the main goal of the, of the managers is to, to please the audience. And uh, funnily enough, when you meet the big teams in Argentina, like, you re- very rarely see a, you know, a, a decisive 4-0 or 3-0 victory in, in the Super Classico versus Boca. It's always a hard-fought 1-0, 2-1 win, usually. Um, but you know they are rated by how well they exceed the expectations on the pitch in terms of attacking and producing and, and doing scoring goals while entertaining the, the fans. So um, the general uh, strategy of the of the football club is to, to entertain. River Plate has always been one of the prominent teams in Argentina and even South America. However, in 2011, the unthinkable happened. River Plate was relegated to the second division. The club became the laughingstock of Argentine football and had to start over. Here's Andres. It really meant that we had to start fresh because the biggest stars of the team that went down, they went to Europe, like Andres Alessandro and, and players like that. They ended up in Europe. Um, and some players came back to help us get up back to the, to the top flight. But um, it really turned the club around because they had to think otherwise or differently in terms of what they had done before. You, you know, the, the, the Argentine club or league rules are usually in place to make sure that the big teams do not uh, get relegated. But miraculously, a real plate managed to get relegated and they had to start over and, and they did. Um, uh, they, they came in with a, with a former player to... Uh, you know, led him back to to the Primera, and and after that, Ramon Diaz came in and took over, and River managed to win the league again, and, and then Marcelo Gallardo, uh, Marcelo Gallardo took over, and the rest is history, as to say. But you know, it, I think for River Plate, it was a wake up call, and probably a wake up call that they needed to 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 take as well. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. River Plate's former president, Rodolfo Donofrio, appointed the young manager and former player, Marcelo Gajardo, in the summer of 2014. Gajardo would remain in charge for over eight years and became the most successful manager in River Plate's illustrious history, winning numerous trophies, including two Copa Libertadores. Here's Remy discussing Gajardo's tenure as River Plate's manager. It was a, a quite a bold choice of uh, Donofrio to, to pick Gajardo as, as a coach because he didn't have a lot of experience at the time. Uh, he had been coach of uh, Uruguayan Team Nacional and made them champions, but that's the Uruguayan League with all respect. Um, but I think Gachado really knew the club very well. He self, himself is a product of the, of the club, uh, did the youth academy there, played uh, for the team in a long time. So he knew that all the ingredients to be to be to well, become a successful club again were there. Uh, he got more more freedom uh, than other club uh, other coaches at, at Argentine clubs usually don't get. He was backed by a very good uh, technical director. Uh, Enzo Francescoli, also a, a man who played for the club ex Wine International. Uh, so they they, uh, they proved to be a very uh, good team. And I think that one of Gajardo's uh, good thing was that he picked the right players from the youth academy, gave them uh, a chance, uh, and did not like spend all the, the, the cash on very expensive players uh, from abroad or, or from other teams. You have to imagine that... The, Argentine clubs, even River Plate, are relatively poor compared to European clubs. So River Plate's most expensive player that they bought during the Gachardo area costed $12 million, uh, which is, in nowadays terms, it's nothing. But it was this player, um, Lucas Prato, who made uh, some of the most important goals uh, in the club's history, beating Boca Juniors um, in the uh, Libertadores final in 2018. So <laughs> he was a great investment. Hmm. But yeah, I think trusting in, in a person that knows the that knows the club very well, uh, that uses everything within the club, the youth academy, uh, and uh, scouting great players, so it was a, a good match for Gajardo, who also made sure that never by, nobody felt himself more important than the team. Um, in a lot of Argentine clubs, you have a lot of egos within the team that in the media, they mouth off other players or they're very critical uh, of other uh, of other teams. With Gajardo's team, this never happened. Even somebody who would have played like the first 14 matches of the season, if he wasn't selected for the 15th match, he would accept it and would then not go to the media complain about it. So the Gajardo years were not only a time of success, but also a time of unity within the club. How would you describe his playing style? Very aggressive uh, and always on the attack. Um, so aggressive in a good sense, like always wanting, wanting to have the ball, wanting to have uh, uh, playing a very attacking style. That what I referred to earlier, like that's, that's in the River Plate DNA. Yeah. You don't just have to win; you always have to win playing the game uh, beautifully, so people uh, are entertained while they're watching uh, your club. Yeah. And he he knew how to combine those uh, things. 
And here's Andres talking about how President Rodolfo Donofrio and Gajardo collaborated. Him and Gajardo used to work very, very well together. They had a very strategic and clear plan on what they wanted to do, which players that they wanted to bring in and what kind of, uh, of playing style they wanted to play um, you know, f- hailing from the from the club's strategy of Gustav Gamar Goliar, and he was given time. And the thing with Gajardo was, he managed to build new teams, new river teams, after going through lots of success in the previous season. Because in in South America and especially Argentina, if you have a great season, you can, you can bet on you know maybe half of the of the real good players of that team ends up in Europe somewhere yeah. or goes to Brazil uh, or back in when Gajardo took over most players even went to Mexico because Mexico was you know the big money league in in the Central America and, and those parts but he managed to bring in talents that you know were perhaps even better than the ones that left and he managed to build new teams around his own philosophy Donofrio stood firm and kept Gajardo on board and it paid off big time I would say Marcelo Gajardo left River Plate at the end of 2022. He was replaced by former player Martin Demichelis, who clinched the Argentine league title last season. However, not everyone is yet convinced by Demichelis. Here's Remy. Although we became champions, it was a bit uneasy. I mean, it's it's hard for you to see your favorite manager go after eight and a half years and seeing somebody else step in, who also has a club history. So he was, Demichelis was welcomed into the club. Yeah. But um, we became champions playing not great. Uh, I think the difference between River Plate and many of, and many other teams within uh, Argentina is momentarily too big to be like have a real competition in that sense. We could win even playing bad, and uh, it, the season until now was a little bit disappointed actually because we we got kicked out of the Copa Argentina the National uh, Cup and uh, the um, Copa Libertadores, the South American Championship, which has become like the holy grail for for this club, especially after Gajardo won it twice uh, during his uh, tenure at the club. Hmm. So we're still like getting used to to Demichelis as a manager. And the most hurt criticism of him is that he doesn't give the youth players uh, from the club enough chances to play, which I agree with. And another problem is that when things don't go the way he wants, he takes a lot of time before actually making changes into the team. And it has cost us quite some uh, games already. Hmm. So it's it's a mixed bag. Yeah. This new season just started, but everybody's already looking for 2024 because we, we played like two competitions in one year. The, the competition we're playing now, the Copa de la Liga, it's like a very short tournament uh, and no, nobody takes it really seriously. So now we're just giving Demichelis the time to build the team that will be competitive next year, not only nationally, but more importantly, internationally, because our obsession is the Copa Libertadores. And we'd love to win more national titles, but we need to win more uh, Libertadores. That's uh, that's what the club's about now. Andres wholeheartedly agrees with it. The Copa Libertadores is now the main objective. Oh, as much as I, I love for River Plate to win the league again and defend the title, I would very much love to see them win the Copa Libertadores again because the Libertadores is, is the peak and the, the paramount of, of South American football and um, with the way they have strengthened themselves this offseason as well 
they shouldn't stand back for anybody because they've brought in some very, very good players and some returning, like Lancini coming back, Pitti Martinez coming back. I think the big goal to aim for is the Copa Libertadores, but obviously we would love to uh, we would love to, uh, to win the league again and defend the title, but Copa Libertadores would have to be the number one priority now. There's pretty much no excuse. So, River Plate's current goal is to reclaim the Copa Libertadores. Don't forget to explore all the other fantastic content on the 433 app. I want to thank Remy Lehmann and Andres from the Riverpod for their interviews. I'm Sam van Raute and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the 433 podcast. On to the next one. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.